podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey everyone, this is Mike. Uh, the Fin Fans Podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. And it's Tuesday night. I'm here with Jim Johnson. Hey everybody, how you doing? And Louis Argoni. Hey Dolphins. Tonight we're going to start uh, talking some free agency. Um, I know we all have our own ideas of, of what the team should do in free agency. And, and the way I look at it is I, th- I think that they have to be frugal. Um, now, that doesn't mean they can't sign a high-profile player, but what it does mean is they can't go crazy. They have a lot of needs. Uh, they have a lot of money to spend, uh, but that money goes quickly. They, it's going to cost them about $18 million to sign their rookie class if they don't trade picks. And that's a lot of money for a rookie class. Uh, you know, and they've got, they need money to get them through the season. That's another $10, $12 million, and then they've got... Uh, whoever they decide to sign that they have to pay, you know, that are their own free agents and then uh, that type of thing. And then the street free agents after, you know, after all is said and done. So they've got to keep some money in their pockets is what I'm saying. They can't go into free agency and spend the $93 million that they have because there are going to be other expenses later. Uh, so with that in mind, uh, we're going to look through some of the defensive ends and uh, we'll talk about a couple of them and tell you who we think they might go after. Our opinions may vary. Uh, that's very possible. Uh, but that's what we're going to do. So, Jim, uh, you've had a chance to look at it. Uh, what guys do you think the team might be interested in? Well, when you look at how many quarterback sacks and how many quarterback pressures and the complete lack of uh, – pressure we accumulated, we should be looking at everybody and anybody, really. But uh, when you start looking at these guys, if you're going to go after somebody in free agency, the way I look at it is is go with the top guys first. Uh, what guy fits your fits your your program, your scheme, uh, whether you want a you know a, a big outside linebacker or you want your your traditional defensive end, either way, Pick your pick what you want and try to go after that player. You mentioned earlier to try to be frugal about it. Yeah, we don't want to have any, you know, bank breaking deals uh, a la the Sioux contract that really kind of goofed us up for a number of years. Uh, but we can still go out and get a, you know, 15, 16, maybe 17, 18 million dollar guy. Uh, oh, I'm feeling sick. Well, I know that, but. You know, we do have ninety million, and it's yeah. But not... I'd rather you find the ten million dollar guy. Oh, that oh. you can get to perform at that sixteen million dollar level. That would be fantastic. But you know, I'm just looking at it from that angle. If you go after your guy, and if you can get your Shaq Barrett type guy, uh, I say try to make it work. Uh, the chances of that happening, I I don't see. You know, there's a few guys, you know, Eric Armstead, uh, Shaq Barrett, uh, Matthew Juden, Judon. Uh, these are guys I'd love to see signed to the team. 
but a lot of these guys are probably going to be re-signed by their teams. Uh, well, that's the wild card, Jim. We don't know. We don't know who's going to be re-signed. So all we can do right now is look what's out there. Exactly. And you know, it's a it's a crapshoot for us because any of these guys, all of these guys, could be re-signed. We don't know. Well, uh, this... because there's an advantage the teams have this year that they normally don't have. They can use both their franchise tag and their transition tags. So if they decide to tag one of these guys or two of these guys, you know, if they have two players, they can. Oh, see, uh, I wasn't aware that they could use both tags now. Right. Only this year. It's because the it's because the CBA is expiring. Ah, okay. Gotcha. So, in other words, anybody that wants to keep any player is going to be able to keep them. Uh, right. So, you know, it's just a matter of whether they want to pay the expenses to do so. Yeah, yeah. And those guys that I just mentioned, you know, Barrett and Armstead and uh, Naguke, I think, Yannick Naguke. In Geekway. In Geekway. All right. Yeah, I ba I butchered that, but I, I knew I would. Or in Geekway, uh, I think. It's one of the two, but that's how it's pronounced. Those are going to be your biggest, uh, highest contract guys, you know, 17 to 20 million range. Yeah, and I don't think we can do that. And I don't think we will, but hey, if I could get Shaq Barrett, I would probably try to make it happen. Um Sliding down from there, uh, Matthew Judon, uh, he's a guy Who that's, do you think they're going to go after? That was my question to you. You're going through the I, whole list. <laughs> I would think that it would be Matthew Judon or Kyle Van Noy from the uh -huh. Patriots. And then sliding down from there, probably a guy like Bud Dupree from the Steelers. Um, again, these are guys that, uh, you know, Judon has been very consistent uh, these guys are all in the 10, 12, 13 million a year type of, you know, range. Uh, -huh. uh they're all versatile and that's the type of players that, uh, that Flores likes to plug in on that defense, at least to this point, whether he's going to switch to a, a conventional defensive end, uh, you know, that, that changes all of the players that you're going to plug in at the edge. Well, I think, you know, if you, if you look at uh, Flores, I think he is going to prioritize somebody who can also play the run. Yeah, yeah, we, we definitely need help in the run game, that's for sure. So I don't, I don't think he's looking for a pure pass rusher is what I'm saying. So Yeah, most likely. I, I think they will lean towards guys who, who are more well-rounded. Mm -hmm. Lewis. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> I thought so. I'm listening. What do you think? I'm listening to you two guys, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go a different route. Uh -huh. Okay, I, I honestly believe, and you know, I don't particularly like free agency. I just don't. I think that a lot of the times it just doesn't work out. Uh, players are overpaid, so I'm just not. I, I'm just not thrilled with the whole process, and I never have been, and never will be. I agree so, with you. I would much prefer to answer your question, Mike, in regard to who we should go after. I'm gonna let let me start with that. I'm gonna say that the guy that I would love for them to go after, and he doesn't necessarily fit into that defensive end mold, but it goes back to exactly what you were just saying in regard to a guy that plays the run well and also plays the uh, you know also gets a pass rush, and that's Chris Jones. So he's not necessarily a defensive end. 
but I think that he's a great player that would help this team incredibly. And maybe you put him on the end and you play him at a, at that position. He's more of a tackle per se, but past him, I don't think Dupree is even a possibility. I don't think Pittsburgh's letting him go. Um, I do like Barnett. I think he's a very solid player, but I mean, past that, I, I have no interest in any of these guys. I really don't. I'd rather them bring some young players in, develop them, and um, you know, get some youth in here and get some guys that can just get to the quarterback and uh, you know, create schemes, you know, with the players that are capable of getting that type of job done. You know, again, these guys, some of these veteran guys, I mean, you know, they come in and they do a pretty solid job for you, maybe one season, and maybe you're lucky getting a a good second season out of them. But their play tends to just, you know, tail off quite a bit from year to year. I mean, that's just the way it is in the NFL. I mean, how many guys do you see play at a high level for a long period of time? I mean, most of the time these guys are – are very much overpaid for for the production you're getting out of them at at this point in their career. So that's the route I would prefer for them to go. So I hope that answers your question in regard to it, Mike. I mean, I'd love to see them go out and get Chris Jones. That's the one guy I think would truly, truly help us. And he's not necessarily a defensive end, but again, I think he's the best player out there that is realistic. You know, right. as far as obtaining. You don't I think, think they go after Van Noy? I, you know, I, I don't think they do. I mean, how many years is Van Noy into the league? Do you guys know? Is he in his fourth season? Is This is this was his seventh year. His seventh year. I mean, you know. He's 28, I, 28 years old. He's 28. I mean, seven years in the league, Mike? I mean, that's, that's a lot of games behind you. And um, how much are you going to have to throw at him? And are you truly going to get the value back for him? And that's the way I look at this, you know. Um, well, over the cap, which does projections, projects that uh, he would probably cost somewhere around uh, $10.5 million a year for three years. Okay. Well, I mean, what do you think of a contract like that? Are you okay with it? That, that doesn't scare me. No? Okay. Yeah. I like your approach, Lou, with with bringing in the youth and and coaching them up and all that. But, you know, we basically need like eight guys on each side of the ball. And, yeah, we're going to have to utilize some free agents at some point. And, uh, you know, Van Oy. I do think with Van Oy, I think he's 29. Well, he's 28 right now. So uh, he may be 29 come next this season. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I mean, that, that is a little long in the tooth it, for, it is. for making a three-year contract. I mean, and listen, yeah. I mean, that that's my whole point. And it, I just don't like throwing a lot of money at guys that are that far along in their career. Now, if this guy was in his third or fourth season, you know, he was just coming off of the rookie contract, I'd say, well, you know what? Why not? But, right, right. You know, he, he's – you know, at 29, so he he's going to be 32 before a three-year contract. And somebody's going to give it to him. I mean, there's no question about it. The question is, do we want to do that? And the question is, is once we get to the level that we want to be at, is this guy going to be productive or are we just throwing money in the garbage at this point? And that's in his exactly career? how you have to look at it. Right. Yep. And, and that's – listen, I, I'm approaching this – 
if you're a GM, okay, like the three of us are GMs, we're in the room, you're an assistant, Mike, Jim's an assistant, or I'm an assistant, and you're the lead GM, Mike, we all sit around and we talk about this. And we're like, well, how are we going to approach our needs on this team? And when we get to the level that we want to be at, in regard to uh, being a real, real solid football team that can compete and win playoff games. Is this guy going to be there at that point? And, you know, a guy like Vinoy, I think, is just too far along in his career by the time we, I think we're going to get better this year. But I think by the time we get to that, that place that we want to be in regard to truly being a solid, solid football team, I think that he's going to be gone at that point. So you're throwing money at a guy that, may not necessarily be here when we that when we turn that corner right you follow what i'm saying of course, so yes you know now dupree's younger dupree's yeah. at least three years younger that's a guy i truly like and i like barnett um i don't know what chris jones's age is but i think that he's the, are he, you talking about barnett or barrett barrett i meant i'm sorry did i say barnett yeah okay yeah barrett. Shaquille, shaquille barrett yep barrett that's who i'm that's who i'm referring to so I mean, with that being said, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of money thrown at these guys. And yeah, um, I, I think Barrett, there'll be some competition for. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, Dupree, I think that the Steelers are just going to bring bring back. They're going to put a franchise. Yeah, most likely they will. You know, you could always go after uh, Dante Fowler from the Rams. He's a, he's a younger guy. Yes. Yep. But, you know. That might be an answer because I know that they're, they don't have a lot of money. Yeah, they're they're cash strapped, and and he's projected to pull in somewhere around fifteen million a year. But yes. he is a younger guy that's that's had a lot of success, and he should be in the prime of his career right now. Yeah, well, he's been ascending, uh, so it's it's a question of what his ceiling is, and you know, uh, you would want to get more production than what he's given so far. But mm-hmm. uh, he For is fifteen somebody, million a year, yeah, Mike. Yes, yeah, he would. Yeah, exactly. So what what I'm saying is. Uh, he'll he'll be in demand because he is ascending, but the question is, what's his ceiling? And that's something we would have to have a feeling on as a staff before you go ahead and offer him that kind of money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, that's that's the catch twenty two with these guys. If you well, want some to- guys are performing at that level, but of course, those yeah. are the guys that are getting paid the nineteen to twenty to twenty one million. You know, this exactly. guy's a little bit less than that for that yeah. reason. But right. you know, it's it's still a gamble at fifteen million a year. So it's a, it's a matter of which direction you want to go. Uh, I'm looking for the cheaper options. I, I would take him or I would take, uh, you know, a Shaq Lawson if I thought he was going to ascend. You know, I, I got to look at the guys and see who I think has something more to give. Yeah, right. Lawson is a, is a variable. He has had uh, inconsistent play at right. best. Right. And, uh, you know, you could pick him up for maybe five million bucks a year. Uh, and maybe he'd become happy and settle in and and play to his ceiling, which would be phenomenal. Well, it could be. You know, are they are they are they in the right system for them? You know, there's other things you have to look at that you know I'm not educated enough to answer. Right. Uh, but uh, you know, the team is, and they'll, they'll look at these things and and see what the best buy is. Um, and hopefully, you know, whoever they do decide to sign, if they decide to sign an edge rusher, that <laughs> they take the right guy, you know, because, uh, you know, another guy from San Francisco, Ronald Blair, 
Mm -hmm. uh, he's ascending in his play. Uh, right. each, each year, the last three years, he's gotten better, and he's he's 27 years old. So, you know, mm -hmm. you sign him to a uh, maybe a, a prove-it deal, you know, and then, you know, uh, you don't have to, you know, um, extend yourself to him very long. So you you see uh, these these guys. There's a lot of guys that that fall into that range. You know, just guys that are not your top names that are not going to get big contracts. And uh, if you can find one of those guys that you think has something to give, maybe that's the way to go. And you know, you pull in a rookie somewhere and you have some competition. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, the other factor is in regard to all this is the opposite side of it in regard to the players. Uh, you know, when you're a guy that far along like a Vinoy and, um, you know, the question becomes, well, do I want to go to Miami at this yeah, point? Yeah, what's now, the motivation? What's the motivation? Now, some of these other guys, now him, he's got Super Bowls under right. his belt, okay? So he may be more inclined to come here. But some of these other guys, knowing that this is a team that may not necessarily be able to compete for a few years may take a little bit less money to go elsewhere to get that ring. I mean, that that's inevitably what you want. If they're going to get paid and it's a difference of, you know, a million dollars, I mean, you know, it becomes a situation where, you know what, I'll take a million less to play here because this team is right on the verge of winning a Super Bowl. Well, we had it happen last year with Clowney. Right, exactly. You know, where he didn't want to, but it happens a lot. And I mean, if, if I'm a player and I'm talking to my agent, I'm saying, listen, this is what I want. I want a combination of a team that's going to be able to compete, a team that's going to possibly make the Super Bowl or be in the playoffs and, and go deep into the playoffs. And as far as the money is concerned, as long as it's around where everybody else is, I'm okay with taking a little bit less to go there. Now, that's what I would do. Now, I would think that most players would think on those terms as well. I mean, don't you guys feel that way? I mean, I do. I mean, there's so much money being thrown around. I mean, you know, how much do you truly, truly need? It, it becomes a situation where you want both. That's where Greer and Flores have to sell themselves. Right, exactly. So, it, you know, the thing is this, is that I think that with the amount of draft picks that we have, this is a position that definitely has to be addressed. There's no question about it. It's probably right behind the offensive line in regard to necessity. Yeah, and I'm um, not looking at the top tier free agents because of that, Lois. It's, it, the, the, the prices are just too high for my liking. Right. I mean... Uh, so I, I do think you, you, you bring in, you know, a lower echelon guy... And you, you draft somebody who you're going to compete with them. And uh, hopefully your rookie uh, wins out. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's the approach that I, that I love. I hope they do it. Um, I wouldn't mind them going out and throwing a little bit of money at the offensive line. I, you know, I, because I, I feel that there's, you know, there's, there's four or five guys that could technically be replaced there. And, um, yeah, yeah, they're well, almost they're almost going to have to sign somebody on the offensive yeah, line. There's exactly. just too many needs there. If not two guys. We've got two solid guys at tackle in the middle of the defensive line and you really can't say we have any solid bodies on the offensive on the offensive line at all. It's it's well, Dennis there. Dennis you know? is your solid player for now. Who's that, Mike? Uh 
Not Dennis. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Kilgore or Davis? No, Davis. Davis, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not Kilgore. Well, Mike's not you know a fan how of I his. feel about Kilgore. Right. Right? Yeah, yeah. He yeah, can I pack his think... bags tomorrow, and I'm not going to miss him. Now, he may stick the year because he is you yeah. know, the veteran that they trust. But right. we're talking about edge rushers today, so yeah. don't get me confused. There you go. <laughs> oh, we don't have to get you, Mike. <laughs> You're already there. <laughs> It happens uh, Mark Dennis, Mike. Mark Dennis. That was that's going back long about twenty ways, years. Long ways, yes. <laughs> that was good. That's it for edge rushers, right? You guys have anything else on that you want to add? Well, we didn't really talk about any of the uh, aged veterans that are out there. There's, there's. Well, quite... we didn't talk about them for a reason. We yeah. know Clowney's not coming here. Right. We, we've right. been down that road. Yeah. Uh, would you want him here if he wanted to come here? My answer is no. No, Correct. not really. So, I mean, you know, who else is there that, that you feel should be talked about? Quinn? There's nobody. I'm just looking at, uh, you know, if we wanted to go with a two or, th- you know, a 30-year-old guy. You know, there's Jason Pierre-Paul, there's Vinnie Curry, there's Adrian Claiborne. Those and guys Sam- are dead to me. Yeah, I, I understand. I'm just throwing it out there to see if anybody would have any interest in, in bringing a 30-year-old veteran in here that, that has had success to, to plug him in for a couple of years. So. Yeah, no. Yeah. I I would much prefer, Jim, that they bring in youth and develop them over the next year or two to right. where once we are at that level, you know, they're they're at a level to where they're they're very solid football players with some, you know, with some experience behind them at that point. If we were on the verge of being a real solid team, I think that that's the route you go. You bring in a couple of guys Simply right, like for, Seattle did years ago. Right, simply for depth and situational play. I mean, you can bring in a Pierre Paul, in, you know, on on passing in a passing situation to get to the quarterback if he's still capable of even doing that. I don't know. I haven't. I don't know where his level of play is at this point. But you know, I, I think that right now, with the amount of draft picks we have over the next couple of years, um, that they they can actually fill a few of these needs. You know, and defense. I'd love to see him draft too in this draft. You know, this upcoming draft at some point, because I I feel that it's a very strong need. They're an offensive line. Um, you know, I think that uh, you know, without getting into all the other positions, I think that. Um, you know, they have to address it with some young players. There's no question about it. And if you look at the draft, I don't know if you guys have looked at uh, the depth, but there's there's a decent amount of um, edge players coming out that are very solid football players. So um, we can snatch one. There's no question we about can, it. We can. And uh, oh, yeah. I, I, like I said, I think that's the way to go. The top end guys here are too much money, and uh, they, I don't believe their play justifies it, with the possible exception of Clowney, who we've talked about. Hey, guys, I wanted to break in here real quick just to ask a favor of you. On the app that you're listening on, uh, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast. Hit like, leave a, a comment on your thoughts of the show. And uh, if you didn't know, we do, we do run a Facebook group. Uh, it's Miami Dolphins number one. That's hashtag one. We talk uh, Dolphins football 24-7, 365. We'd love to have you join us and share your thoughts. And uh, once again, we want to thank you for listening. Uh, let's make it a habit. We'll see you next week. Dupree's very solid too, Mike. But again, I don't think it's a real. We have a realistic chance of him leaving Pittsburgh. Yeah, right. Exactly. But so, he's very good. 
Yeah, and, and Robert Quinn's in, in that territory. You know, is he going to leave Dallas? I don't know. He had a he had a pretty good year last year. I don't know. He can so, stay there, Mike. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we had him here. He was inconsistent, mm-hmm. and he was inconsistent in Dallas. I mean, he, he had a decent season, but he wasn't great. I, I think Jones is realistic because Kansas City is going to have to throw a lot of money around to yep. some of these players, and yep. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep Chris Jones there. So I think he's going to be out there, and – I just think he's the best player across that defensive line. Uh, come, you know that that's going to be available coming into this year's free agency pool. So we'll see. And they've yeah. already said that they have interest in him, didn't they? I mean, I thought I'd, I thought I read I something that, in regard to that. I read that. I'm yeah. not saying you didn't see it. I just don't remember reading it. Well, if you didn't see it, Mike, then maybe I just dreamt it. Yeah, because well, I, I know mean, you see everything. They're gonna, <laughs> yeah, they're but gonna, I don't remember everything. <laughs> they're going to say they have interest in everybody, but uh, you know they can't resign them all. Yeah, that's a whole right. nice thing. You can only can believe half of what you hear, and even that you have to question. That's true. That's right. Don't believe so, what you read. Yep. So, um, Lewis, you're you're going to be gone for a month, huh? Yes, more than likely, and uh, sadly to say, I will. Uh, I'll miss you guys. <laughs> There we'll you miss go. you too, but Kirk will fill in nicely, I'm sure. There uh-huh. you go. Um, and I'll miss uh, our followers because we truly do appreciate everybody who who listens in. I mean, we're getting quite a few listens every week, and we really appreciate that. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Uh, anything else you guys want to add? No, nah, I don't know. We don't have another subject to talk about here for a few minutes. We do not. No news at all this week on the Dolphins. Well, right? I mean, if I start going over the news, I'm going to be yeah. going in circles because that's what the news is doing. Yeah, we can <laughs> we can talk about mock drafts if you want to waste yeah. some time, you know? I think that's uh, that's like three shows, isn't it? You yeah. know, they, yeah, they like Herbert, they like Tua, they uh, like this one, they like that one, you know. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it makes you crazy. I don't even want to talk about it. It's all smoke and mirrors at this point, people. Uh, you know, it's all opinion and smoke and mirrors. Teams are lying and making up people stuff. People writing to, articles. It's, oh, it's teams sending out smoke screens. You, you can't believe any of it, even yeah. if some of it might be true yep you just can't you can't you can't spend a lot of time letting it ruin your brain and that's what people are doing they're getting all upset about the you know they can't take herbert he's too much like Tannehill, and they can't take two he's fragile he's gonna break you know i mean everybody's going crazy yep yep Uh, long way long ways to the draft people yeah not as long as you think, Mike. We're only a couple months away. It's going to creep long up time, on us Lou. pretty quick. Two months. It's over two months. Yeah. And then something else will be making the sky fall after the draft. So Right. Oh, right, right after the combine and everything, yes. right? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, you're going to see guys, uh, oh, their stock is rising through the roof. Right. You know, that type of thing. All that buildup. Right. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's It's, it's all just flow. too soon to get frantic, and people are getting frantic, that's all. Yep. Well, people are excited. I mean, God, we're in the best position. No, people position. are panicking. They're not excited. They're panicking. Are they really? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yes, we're in the they, best position we've been in in years in regard well, to the draft. Well, they can't give up two first-round picks for a quarterback. I well, mean, we're going to give know, all of our draft picks to Cincinnati for, for Joe Burrow, I think. so. Can't do that. It would be crazy. Bah, 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 you know. But I look at it this way. They got two firsts and a second for Tunsil. So if they trade that, they're trading Tunsil for a franchise quarterback. Is that a smart deal? I think so. Uh, hell yeah, it is. If you look at it, and that's exactly what it is, Mike. I mean, what did, what did you give up? You gave up Tunsil, and you're getting – I mean, it, that that's that's an absolutely great 
situation. So people need to just stop whining, relax, and see what happens. Then right. complain. If you don't like what happened, then complain. But getting all crazy now, two months before the draft, makes no sense to me. Not at all. Not at all. Is that what's going on on the Facebook page? Yeah. I mean, everybody's got opinions. And of course, they were there to share them. That's what Facebook is for. And it's good reading to a point. But I think that people are are too adamant. Okay. You know, they just got to sit back and relax and let it happen and then react to it. Right. That's the best thing to do. I mean, once if they do make mistakes and, you know, then right. then, then you worry you worry right. about it at that point if that's the way you truly feel. But to to speculate as to what the heck they are going to do because here's the great thing about this whole situation is that you have the ability to go in 50 different directions. Right. We have been strapped for years and we have strapped ourselves giving up draft picks for just garbage quarterbacks and just making horrific decisions. I mean, we have the ability to do whatever the heck we want to do because of the amount of draft picks that we have. And I can't remember a time where we were in a better position. Can you guys? No. Never. No. Some people say 2013. I don't think we were close then. No. We didn't, we didn't have the draft pick capital that we have this With year. With three number ones? No. Right. We've never had that. Never. And and then to follow it up with two number twos? No. That that's That's never happened in our franchise history. Yeah. You know, in these podcasts, when we... When we had these casts after, you know, Tunzel was gone and Fitzpatrick was gone, uh, you know, there was a lot of hurt feelings and people saying, the, you know, we're going down the crapper again. But the positive side of it was we've got all of these draft picks and our consensus was all the options are on the table to do whatever we want in the draft. And that's where we are right now. I mean, we've got all of this draft capital, so we can do whatever whatever they feel they want well, to do. Well, the, the theory is, and then the argument is, we've got too many needs to spend multiple picks on a quarterback. And I think that's a false argument. And I think it's a false argument because if you get the right quarterback, you're not going to have as many needs because he's going to make everybody around him better. Agreed. I, yeah. I'm right. I'm right there with you, Mike, in regard to that. I mean, you you can't you can't really put a true value on on how a quarterback can can just win one game after another for you. I mean, look at what Mahomes did. They won a Super Bowl. Right. I mean, take him out of the equation. Do they win a Super Bowl with Alex Smith? No, no, not with with, with uh, uh, Matt Moore. No. Let me think. <laughs> Let me think. No. No. With Ryan Tannehill? No, no I'm not even going to talk about him. Right. Uh, well, I'm he's, just he's saying. Dead to me. Because he, he played in that championship game against them. The, the, the point is, is that you're absolutely right, Mike. You can really cover up a lot, a lot of a lot of different situations with a quarterback. They can make you look ten times better than what you actually are. Kansas City's defense is not a very good defense. They won a Super Bowl with that defense. That's right. Yeah, it is what it is, and why? How many times do you see quarterbacks make a great play when the offensive line actually just blew up the play from the snap, and and that quarterback made something happen on his own? So right. it's it's not all about the offensive line protecting the quarterback for four seconds back there. Right. And Damian Williams is your leading running back, and you won a Super Bowl. You didn't. Right. You didn't. And you that's didn't. a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Right. I mean. 
you know, they they have they have a great quarterback. I mean, Tariq Hill is an excellent receiver, but you look around the league, there's guys that are better, in my opinion. Julio Jones. There's guys all over right. the league. But Hill Hill is great. He's got the oh, speed. He's, that's got, what, he's and, got and you've got Kelsey, and he is also great and, and a great weapon. Absolutely. But Mahomes, Mike, to your point, makes all those guys even makes the pieces better. Work. Makes the pieces work. Okay, so I think with that, we will close tonight's show. Jim, thanks for joining me. Lewis, thanks for joining me. Enjoy your time off. Thank you very much. Hopefully, I'll be able to put a spot in uh, once, at least once over the next month because I will miss it, no question. Yeah, we'll miss you, Lou. Yeah, right, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) We will. Um, all Just right. uh, drive careful in your travels. I know how you are when on the road, you know, going from Is here that there right? Everywhere. You know how I am on the road. Okay. Yes, I hear you. <laughs> I'm on the phone and I hear you. Um, gotcha. Uh-huh. All right. So anyway, uh, all jokes aside, uh, have fun and uh, be safe. You got it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week uh, with Kirk and uh, Fins Up. Fins up, everybody. Fins up, doll fans. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. Network.